0: Your television sets turn them off now
1: turn them off right now turn them off and leave them off turn them off right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now turn
0: them off greetings everybody coming to you live from the perpetuity wing it is I your co-host Ron this is an episode of last week's episode. Today we'll be talking about severance. We'll spend a little time talking about the first two episodes. And then we'll kind of like recap right into the third episode. But before we get to that, D, how's it going? I'm
1: good. Thanks for asking. How are you?
0: You know, just a, just another day. It's, a, it's another Monday. You know, we, yeah. we did it. Yeah, we, we got lucky we didn't get taken to the break room, so we're all good. But yeah, let's get into um, Severance. So D imagine that you are on an elevator. Someone asks you like, hey, watching anything interesting? And you're like, oh, what's this show called Severance? And they're like, hmm, what is that about? So what's your like elevator pitch to this person?
1: It's a show about separating your work life from your out-of-work life. And you can forget everything you do at work once you go home and everything from home once you go to work. It's like two separate lives, but you're still yourself. That's my pitch. Sounds
0: like a dream to me, but everything isn't quite what it seems. And that's the twist, because I think most people would willingly choose that. But the twist here is that Lumen Industries, the employees have no idea what they're doing. And that's the that's the scary part, right? So would you so would you put your name on that piece of paper? Like, hey, this is your job, but you have no idea what you're
1: doing. Sign here. Initially, and this is just me being honest, I was very excited about the idea of not knowing, of not taking work home. That was my thought. But I will say I was kind of hesitant about not knowing what I do at work so if it were a situation where they're like you go you're you're like in a state of rest for that time and you go to work but then you just like wake up it feels like Mm -hmm. but you're still conscious you remember like you you have recall you have total recall then yeah I sign it today still but not knowing what I did for the eight hours I was away I can't deal with that. like losing time is not something that excites me it actually scares me a little bit like, you know how those TV shows are murder mysteries and they show like um, somebody wakes up and they got blood all over them and uh-huh. then they have no memory. That's like one of my biggest fears. Yeah. So, no, it's I wouldn't pretty, do it. Pretty,
0: pretty terrifying because you don't know if you're building, you know, atomic bombs or much like um, Mark Scout says to PD, Like, wait,
1: are we killing people down there? Like, you don't know. It could be anything. You have no idea. And the strangest thing about it, can I, can I kind of go into it a little bit? Oh, go right ahead. Okay. The strangest thing about it is that not only do they not know what they're doing, even with the assignments they have, they still don't know mm-hmm. exactly what that is. So, Ronnie, you, when you go to work, you know what you're doing. You know the impact it has. So on. So they say anyway. Day. Well, you know, your day, the world your job shouldn't be the effect it shouldn't cause anybody harm right Mm. my job doesn't cause anybody harm but if i'm putting something in a machine and i don't know what happens after i do that that's crazy Mm. it's it's the concept is just nuts i already love the show so much already
0: yes so it starts with um mark scout played by adam scott um, he works for this Lumen Industries, and it starts with his. We're gonna say what was how? How does it go, D? Like you're my best friend. I I was your really good friend.
1: Yeah, you're my so really good his, friend. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so his friend Petey um, leaves without notice, replaced by Haley, and we instantly know that things are kind of weird. Because, like you said, the job itself is heavily guarded. But what they do all day, they're um, they work in the data the data refinery department, and they just watch numbers. And then they look for scary numbers. They drag those numbers into a box. So it's almost like um. Like it's weird. I had to take a job interview once. I don't even remember the job, but I had to take like a sensory test and it was the weirdest thing. It was really, it was like the weirdest thing. So it's almost like that. It's almost like, oh, like which numbers elicit an emotion, which if you tell someone that's their job, like what like what are you even doing?
1: No, you're being nice. Not even an emotion, fear. Fear, yeah. Like Fear the numbers are scary. And that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. There should be nothing about a number that scares you unless it's something negative in your account. That should terrify you. I've been there. It's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> but just numbers in general, there should be nothing about a four the number four that terrifies you, unless it's the horses of the apocalypse. But who would know? You know, who you wouldn't know. You, yeah. wouldn't know. you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. This shouldn't scare you. Now, this is the other thing that I find interesting. Um, Once you're there, that's it. So that's the other thing that makes me say that I would be um, very hesitant. Well, I won't even say hesitant. The reason I wouldn't do it is because it's irreversible. I don't really like things that are irreversible unless I know for sure I don't want to do whatever that thing is again. Right? If it's something like childbirth or something of that nature if i know i don't want children again and you say this procedure is irreversible cool i know what that means that means i can't do this thing but them telling me we're going to sever a part of your it's a part of your conscience right like this is that yeah, what? like they
0: are they are really dropping something into your brain
1: and so making yeah. you two people but not At the same time, because you Mm -hmm. still need adequate rest. You still have to take care of yourself because you are still physically going to work. It's not like a situation where they say, "Okay, you're going to put this device on and your brain activity will be here. You your body will rest. You won't remember any of it. You will still do whatever. And when you wake up, you'll just be done with work for the day. That's not it. It's like your your person is still going. And I think the most interesting part of it is, Helly was reluctant from the jump. Right. Once it happened, so I'm interested to see how her Audi, or more of her Audi, because this doesn't seem like something she would do. No, not at all. Like at all. Like we get like I guess we can go into to Mike. Is it is he? Here's the problem. His real name is Adam, or his real name is Michael. What's the character's name? The character's
0: name is, you You were kind of wrong about the counts. The character's oh, was... name is Mark Scout. Mark. Adam Scott. Adam Scott is the, is the actor.
1: Mark, not Michael. Mark. Okay. Mark kind of, we kind of understand. Well, I kind of understand where Mark is coming from because he's just in pain. And my thought is, it's not necessarily that he'll be detached from his outside life to go to work for eight hours or however long his shift is. My thing is for him, he wants to be detached from reality. His real, mm-hmm. like his outside life for that time, because anytime outside of his real life, his, his non work life or time that he can just not remember his life is good because he's in mourning mm-hmm. and it sucks because this is not the way to do it. Cause he's still going to have to heal eventually. Right. I don't know. I've never had loss like that, thank thank God. And I'm sure it's a horrible thing, but I've lost people before, and the grief is bad. Like, grief never goes away. So when it gets better, because I'm praying it gets better for him, he's at the point where he thinks it won't ever get better, but it will. Time heals everything. So once it gets better, mm-hmm. he's still going to be happy with this result. That's,
0: that's the thing. I was you segue into my next point lumen industries clearly attracts a certain type of person um the morning that d is speaking of mark lost his wife he was formerly a history professor so he willingly signed up for the severance program but um and and we've heard this we hear this often in real life where people are like Yeah, I just had to come to work to, you know, because if I stay at home, I will sit there and I will think about it all day. So a step further, what if you go to work and you have absolutely no recollection? So think about it. We really spend most of our day at work. We spend eight to ten hours sleeping. So that leaves like a small chunk of the day where he has to sit with those thoughts because we have to factor in the commute to and from work as well. So, yeah, he is pretty much the model Lumen employee because he is trying to escape something. Mm-hmm. And I I think kind of like the severance um procedure itself, like where it's irreversible, like maybe that pain is irreversible. Maybe he knows he'll never get over it. And that's why he's he's doing this, because because, yeah, every. It's very important to show us too, like every attempt that his sister and others around him make to try to, like, get him out of the slump. He just rejects it. He's like, no, nah, I don't want this. So, yeah, I think that's why he chose to do this program.
1: And he's and that that's nice to say, because I've heard people say that they don't they don't want to get over it. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever the tragedy is, and excuse me, you that's probably why we shouldn't tell people you need to move on. There is no moving on from certain things. There is, there are healthier ways to cope with the thing, but there's no moving on. And I I think that's where he is. He's just like, there is no getting over her. Mm-hmm. There there is it's not going to happen. There is no healthy way to do it. I don't know if I and I won't even say I don't know. He just feels like he's never going to be able to cope. So he just won't. He's right. like any any way to get away from it completely, I'll do it. And that's to me a sadness beyond what he's going through because Lumen is definitely taking advantage of you. Like you said, they, oh, yeah. they are. They're exploiting it big time, which is why this whole thing is sketchy. Anyway, not to mention the staff is sketchy too. And a very horrifying villain, but not villain, but maybe they're villains kind of way. All of them. The wellness person, the boss, mm-hmm. and and what's what's your man's name? Mr. Millature. Uh yeah, he's he's the worst. Yeah, he is so uh, creepy. And it's like a it's one of those terrifying, creepy type things, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's like a you don't know what he'll do, but you know you know it's something and you don't want to find out what it is. Right. Because his face alone is terrifying, even when he smiles. There's nothing. There's nothing about him that says he's mean or terrible or horrible. He's just. He just has a way of looking very scary, which yeah, is great. It's because almost I don't like, know it's almost like is. don't make me do this. Yeah, like that's exactly I, what it
0: is. Yeah, I don't want to have to do this, so don't make me do this. Right, but I will. I, but will. I will though. I will. But I don't
1: yeah. want to. Whatever All it right. is
0: all right d i'm putting you on the clock now so and yeah let's do it this way in 30 seconds or less recap the first episode i'm gonna count down three two one go boom
1: we have three people in a work environment and they realize that their fourth member Is gone. They don't know if he's fired. They don't know if he's passed away. They just know he's no longer there. They also understand that this person has to be replaced. There is no time for mourning, no no kind of send off, no grievances, nothing. They're just like, Petey's gone, move on. They bring in Heli. Heli fights tooth and nail to get out of whatever the situation is. And she is convinced that there is nothing that would have made her do this. So the entire first episode, we pretty much figure out, we see that there is no getting out of it. And then we understand that these this any, the person who is severed, is at work all of the time, which is also something I hadn't discovered. We also meet Petey, who has re who's trying to reintegrate. Is that the right word they use?
0: Reintegrate, yes.
1: Reintegrate, which means he's left, but he doesn't want to go back. And he is conscious, he re, he remembers work. For some reason. And I'm assuming it's because he's been away for a while. And I think that kind of wraps up the first one. Oh, and he yeah. kind of tells Mark, you wanted to get out of it too. You just didn't.
0: Right, right, right. <clears throat> because, like I said previously, and I'm saying previously in our previous recording of this. <laughs> but no, seriously. It's a joke for me and D for those listening. But, uh, like I said, I, I like when shows show that there's life. Like before that first episode starts, like you typically watch a show, it opens with a big event and it makes you seem like, OK, life starts here at second one of you pressing play of this show. But no, we find out that um, let's assume that this is Monday for all and purposes. This is Monday of the new work week. We find out that Friday something happened at work. Um, Mark got in trouble. He was taken to the break room. There's no more PD and now we have to figure out why that's the interesting part so so yeah we we basically learned that um because we to, to segue to like i guess the later episode we kind of know that the break room is like the bad place like if you get thinking of the break room if mr milichek and um uh, can't remember the other guy's name the guy who looks like a Secret Service agent from like the sixties, but if those guys get a hold of yes. you, it's not. Yeah, it's not gonna end well for you.
1: And um, you got to remember, there's a, there's a wellness place too, which is also not very fun. Nothing. Right. Nothing about work is fun. That's the thing. And I. That's the other thing I didn't anticipate when I saw the previews for this because I'm like, this is going to be exciting. These people. Get to just live. They don't go to work. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it like a lot of stuff that gets you through the day at work is your outside stuff. You can talk if you're if you're chatty, if you'd like your co-worker, <laughs> you can talk about the game. You can talk about what happened on uh Ronnie's favorite show, All American, you can talk about. The new TV series that are starting, you know, all of these things. But if you don't remember any of that, when you get to work, all you can talk about is work. That's it. Let, and not let, only let do they quick. not remember events, <laughs> they don't remember their family. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that part either. They don't know who they are outside mm-hmm. of work. They don't know what type of people they are. They don't know if they have a family, wife, kids, husband, partner, whatever. They know nothing. All they know is work, which is insane. What a clear up be- be-
0: be- before, we move, before we move on, let me clear the air. I shall beat these all-American allegations. I am not lying. an all-American fan. Like, that's the worst thing you can say about me. But anyway, yeah, oh, like six. you said, um, the thing that gets us through the workday is... Um, you, you know you got happy hour later, you know there's the big game coming on. You, I I mean, you're looking to go, you know, to the mall on the weekend, like mm-hmm. anything, whatever. You something gets you through the workday. This removes that. There's also no bringing up the Chrome browser to, um, to browse on Facebook. There's none of that. So,
1: while you there's, are there, you are there. No movie to talk about. You know you can't. Baddinson, you don't know if people are talking about Elmo and Rocco, like nothing. There is nothing at work but work. And I don't understand why anybody thinks it's a good idea for that. But again, I think it's going to boil down to the fact of whatever it is that they're doing is horrible. Hmm. So, <laughs> with that said, though, Ronnie they still don't know what they're doing so i would think that you would at least try to have some sort of joy in the in the office outside of rolling I mean, ball to each other
0: <laughs> the the melon party
1: is the joy i guess i'm so excited about the melon bar oh my gosh but yeah i don't know I, I don't know i guess we'll get to it but i I guess really if you do that, then you then you effectively have two separate lives mm-hmm. if you make something social in the workplace, right? Right. I guess. Okay. Right. Because they which can't really have them says, falling in love with each other.
0: Exactly, which is which gets us to um the second episode. But before we get there, very important detail. They also have um a staggered entrance and a staggered mm-hmm. exit. To work to make sure they don't bump into each other. Something very important happens in that first episode where um Mark almost hit hits Haley. I think that's going to be important later. Mm-hmm. But also, um, as we quickly find out, you can't send the message to your Audi, your Audi being your person on the outside. There's no way to transmit a message. And Haley is very creative. She tries seven different ways several different ways and it just does not happen so there's no way to send a message to the outside either but for some reason pd still remembers his work life but it's kind of starting to blend together also he has a a map of the facility Um, he just doesn't remember the specifics but he knows like where most departments are located so yeah, he reconnects with Mark. He's like, <laughs> once again, he's like, Yeah, you're I'm I'm your very good friend, whatever. Boom. But it it gets weird when um I'm just gonna skip to the end of the episode where it's almost like the two PDs that are supposed to be severed, like almost like converge because he's in the shower and then there's a PD outside the shower. And the way episode 3 opens, you kind of see like those lines starting to blur because he because because, yeah, he's speaking to Mark. He's standing there in the robe. And then there is actually a scene where Mark says, like, what the hell do you have on? And then he snaps back to the real world. So what, what do we think of this? What do we think of this severance process? Because initially we thought that, you know, you're one person like it's like an on and off switch. But mm-hmm. now we see kind of like you said previously that the process kind of like chops your consciousness in half and makes you like two people.
1: want to add, because I think this is very important. Not only are they severed from work and life, Mark specifically lives like on campus, which mm-hmm. is pretty much Lumen housing. And his mm-hmm. neighbor is one harmony, which is his boss. Okay. Um, Harmony is not severed. That's clear. Yes, she's not.
0: Yeah. She's
1: she's yeah, she's, but she pretends to be. Hmm. Right. And um, I say she pretends to be because she she has two separate personalities. There is the real her, I assume. Yeah, the real her. Which is what you see at work. And then the fake, nice, friendly neighbor that she is to Mark while they're home. And she has a key to his house, we see now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. She checks in on him, she asks him questions, and she, she steals stuff that people leave for him, which is another thing. I'm asking about that in a second. But mm-hmm. I think when it comes to Petey, that it this is just a theory, right? That the chip in their head has to be updated or almost like has to connect to the Wi-Fi at work <laughs> ever so often. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then it malfunctions. Because when um Mark called off work that day, I thought about, it. I was like, oh yeah, I hadn't thought about vacation or holidays or whatever else. <laughs> But when he um, he just called and was like, I'm not coming in today. And of course, when he went to work the next day, they were like, he said, oh, I, I wasn't here yesterday. He he really just like his his any had yeah, no, no idea that a day had passed. So there has to be something in the chip that makes sure that they come in ever so often, because if you just don't come back to work, then what can they do? And I'm assuming that's what Petey did. I think Petey just didn't come back one like he just didn't come back.
0: Yeah, because just left
1: for the weekend and was just like, I'm, I'm out.
0: Because like the question, and I guess we eventually got our answer, and I'll talk a bit more about this later. But the question is, why would Lumen Industries just let you leave? Because we know that if you try to submit a resignation, you'll get denied. So why was Pity just able to leave? And I think you're onto something. Um. The process is irreversible. The board made sure to say that, like, hey, the process is irreversible. You should know this. So I don't think PD was going to last too long anyway, because like you said, now your work is almost like, I mean, like your literal lifeblood. Like if you don't go to this building, then, yeah, you're not going to last too long because of that ship in your head. Like it has to be activated so many times or like you'll be driven crazy and you're. Brain would explode, pretty much. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that's the important part that that yeah that that chip has to be activated. I think once we get into that, we'll see an answer um, for why Petey was able to just leave and not you know
1: have something worse done to him. I don't know. And they well they can't find him. That's the other thing. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming he didn't live on the campus, and. Pete mentioned, I wish I could remember her name, but his daughter, yes? When, did he say it was his daughter? So yeah. I'm assuming, this is just my guess, either that was her calling his phone at the end of the episode, or she's also passed away, which is the reason why he also did the severance. Mm-hmm. So I think she's going to play a major role. Is he dead? I think so. I think so too. I think mm. he died. Yeah. But anyway, so. if we I'm hoping you guys have watched this by the way, please go watch it. But Petey was going through some serious, I can't even call it withdrawals. He was going, it was almost like he was having um severe migraines or yeah. whatever could be worse than migraines to the point where his nose started to bleed. And I'm like, oh, okay, his brain, like there's something happening mm-hmm. in his brain. And he couldn't. He could, like you said, he couldn't distinguish where he, like he he didn't know where he was because his, his brain kept going from his current space to Lumen and trying to kind of put them together. And it got to a point where he didn't even know where he was. And they did finally find him. This man is delirious. He can barely stand. The police let him go and he's just standing there by himself. I'm like, the man couldn't walk out of the store. Why would you let him go? If nothing else, sit him on the ground. Anyway, Petey fell and he didn't get up. So I don't know if he died. I'm thinking he did, but Mark saw it and he looked really terrified, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he looked like he was really, he was really off. But it's important to say too, that Mark seemed very upset that Petey was gone. The mm-hmm. others in the office, like, they they understood it. It was just like, okay, he's gone. But it wasn't a big deal. Mark was really upset and sad because, like, okay, my friend is gone. And that's it. There's Like I said, there's no fanfare. There's no seeing him off. There's no talking to him to see what happened. In Mark's mind, that's just it. He's never going to see Petey again. And honestly, that's the truth. That his any was never going to see him again. You're right. And that's the only one that knows him. So they are still people and they're still forming relationships but Lumen expects them to just kind of be machines in a way. It's so mm-hmm. odd. It's so odd. They feed them too, by the way. They have these coins or tokens that they can use for the machine so they don't leave for lunch. They have melons. <laughs> they have wellness and they have the break room. And it looks like that's about it. Then, you know, like a you mentioned, did we mention the elevator? Because it kind of seems like that's where they. Right.
0: Yeah. So that's that's where you activate on the elevator. Um, you have a pass to obviously get into the building, heavily secured facility. Then you swap that pass out for um, a pass that gets you on the elevator. At the moment you hit the elevator, that's when the switch happens. You go from being your your outer
1: self to the inner work self. It all happens on the elevator. And um, this is the craziest part to me, especially Heli. And, and it's, they're doing a really good job because they are answering a lot of questions without your favorite thing, exposition. They are just yes. letting it play out. So you want to know, well, well, dang, well, what happens? Why, what if she wants to tell her outer out self she doesn't want to do it anymore? They're like, oh yeah, you can't pass messages to yourself. You can't ingest messages to pass to yourself. It it decodes any kind of symbols you send to yourself. There is no communication that you can have with your outside person. It's not going to happen. Okay, well, what if I just run and try to break out? Not going to happen. They will find you and they will put you in the break room and make you apologize. And go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, um, I'm not going to lie. When she took that Sharpie top and put the message in it, I thought I was about to go through the you know, I thought she was about to put it. Um, she was Somewhere about to answer it through the front door. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm glad she didn't. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, they make it clear, like you said, that the the resignation you can send it, but it usually always gets denied. And from my, from what I gathered, it's your Audi that says no. Right. That's what they're making them seem like, and a part of me is like, well, that may be a lie too because they've already told you it's irreversible. So I don't, I don't know. Now, my question to you is this. Say you've done it, Ronnie. You decide for whatever reason. You, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't read the fine print, you severed, right? Every day, because your inside self wants to get out so bad, you hurt yourself at work every day. So every day when you clock out, you have a new bruise or cut or some kind of scratch or something on your person. What do you do? Keep in mind, you know that this is irreversible. And I I kind of feel
0: like, um, so I'm not going to answer your question at first. I'm going to loop back around to it, but I kind of feel like that's what Haley is about to go for. She's going to say like, I'm just going to... Hurt myself every single day. I'm gonna send myself home with something, but but yeah, Leave I'm, it with I'm, I'm, I'm from around the way. I'm leaving Leave it with it something, it with but yeah, <laughs> but but obviously, you know, something is up if you get in your car, you drive home, and I didn't come here with a cast today. I didn't need stitches with, with stitches today. Like, what's going on? It's
1: a cut, and then there's a note on your car that says, Oh, you slipped and fell through the glass door. How did I fall through a glass door? Right. Right? Because the first day, um, and again, they're doing a magnificent job of explaining mm-hmm. these things because Mark had a cut because I'm thinking, well, what if something happens at work? What? How are you going to explain it to your house? I said, if you don't remember it. But Haley hit him in the head and gave him a nice little cut across his face. He had a note on his car. I was like, oh, here's a gift certificate. You had a nasty spill at work. The end. He just accepted it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But it's just, I think it's just amazing to me that, and, and it may be a situation where the other people have been there so long that they've tried all this stuff that is no. done, you know, and it's, they're just, they're like, she, she's just got to get used to it. But it feels like she is just really a different person than her Audi. And that's yeah. odd. It's so it's so weird. Because yeah, even I, though Mark can't remember his wife, he seems to be, you know,
0: yeah, I was going I was gonna say because to a certain degree, um, they've all implied, like, hey, I've been there. I've tried to run through the staircase mm-hmm. several times and it I ended up back here. And even um and that segue's more to like this episode where we get into Irvin taking her to the perpetuity wing he's like hey we've all been here if we show her what this is all about maybe she'll get it which by the way that did not sell me that's even creepier I'm like nah (laughs) get me out of here this is so
1: nah it's even worse um I'm glad you brought up Irvin I think Irvin's Audi is like a serial killer it's just what I think could be wrong, but I doubt it. I mean, I, would hate, and I, I only, would hate to see him. I only think it because it looked like that first day he came in there. he had dirt under his fingers. And I was thinking, oh, man, did he bury a body? And he may have. Mm. Maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he is one of those people who has a bloodlust and he has to kill people and he can't get help for it. So he figures for this time. Then I'll just be a model citizen. And I won't have to think about it. And then when, I ha- when I'm when i home, when I'm my outside self, I get to do what I love, which is my people. Yeah, because I, I was thinking this too, like, and
0: maybe not as extreme to your point, but obviously Lumen, like, preys on people. It's kind of like, I don't know, like the prison industrial complex. Like, so... So similar. I do think, I do think that Haley's Audi was in in one way or another like forced to do this because even when she was reading her note, and by the way, like there's basically like a recording of your outside self reading this, saying "I am of sound mind and body, I consent to this." But even when she was reading her note, like it still was kind of so. I'm wondering if, if, yeah, they like I said, there are certain people who, like, kind of, like, have nothing else to do, like, are maybe obligated to do this, who
1: have to do this. Like, it has to be something like that. And remember, when she's in the staircase, I'm glad you brought that up. She kept, she, when she was running out, also, very excellent job explaining, because the beginning, we just see her trying to go out and then ending up back in the building. Yeah. But then from the opposite end, we see that she's actually walking back in there willfully.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Brilliant. Like it's nuance. It's just it's just really, really great. But the point is, when she was in the stairway as her outing, she said specifically, wow, I really don't want to be in there. Yeah. And I think at that moment, she's just like, man, maybe I shouldn't do this. But your man's what's his name? Will- Willich- Willichick. What's his name? Milichek. Milichek. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. Go back in. And I'm like, he's calm. But again, he's also quite terrifying. Mm -hmm. So he's saying nicely, no, go back in. So she's probably like, oh, let me go back in and quit playing because I have to be. But that was just a beautiful, I don't, and it kind of reminded me of um, American Horror Story. The first, the good season, the first one. When the girl tre- kept running out of the house and ended up back in the house, it was just like that. But the beautiful part, again, like I said, is that they were showing us that this isn't like a trapdoor type thing. She's actually getting to leave, like they said. She's just coming back.
0: Thanks for Every spoiling. time. Like American American horror story for me. No, I'm joking.
1: Oh. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched season one by now, you should. But, yeah, so I, I'm... I don't know where it's going and that's a good thing that's a beautiful thing it's a great
0: thing every time like and and we're three episodes in but every time i've turned this show on i'm like i don't know where it's going i have like actually no desire to like really hypothesize Mm -hmm. but but i but i trust that wherever we're going is going to be a good journey because this show could take us anywhere Like, anywhere. Like, we have no clue. Like, like, like you said, it's answered so much, yet there's so much we don't know. Like, we don't know what their specific job is. We don't know what the company does at large. We There's so much we don't, we don't know. But that's the exciting part. And like you said, the, the way, the pacing of the show is like very deliberate. It's not like too slow. Um. The reveals because I think a lesser show would have done. Um, it's time to bring up the book now. The mm-hmm. a lesser show would have had Mark discover the book in this episode, yeah. But, but, but now we know it's here, we know it's lingering. Um, we know that, um, it'll be a callback later, and we look forward to that. Um, so yeah, like the the way they're just pacing things out right now, like taking their time, but at the same time, like there's not a wasted moment, like that's a very hard balance, but they're but they're doing it. And I don't know, like I, I just don't have enough superlatives for this show.
1: Let's let's talk about the book for a second, because the book is a gift to him from his brother in law.
0: Brother-in-law. Yes.
1: Okay. The book was st- was left on his porch by his brother-in-law and um, his neighbor slash boss took it and took it to work. I think that is going to be something detrimental because even though Adam, name's not Adam Mark <laughs> does not doesn't isn't going to recognize the person um, because this person is outside. I feel like he's going to see his name in a book because his brother-in-law is very much a person who will write a dedicate. I mean will write mm-hmm. a passage in the book and sign it. So it'll probably say, My dearest brother Mark, you know, um, hopefully this will help you on your grief journey or something to that extent. And Mark is gonna see it and be like, What the hell is this? Why do y'all have it? And I think that kind of stuff is going to get him curious about why they're trying to hide things or take things away from him outside. It also feels like they did steal it because it was possible that it may help him with that grief. And they don't want that. They want him sad outside because Mm. the sadder he is outside, the more likely he's, he's able, I mean, he's willing to not accept the resignation from his any, if it's coming to him anyway.
0: So I would say this too, like, um, and like this goes along the lines of just dropping like breadcrumbs, I'm pretty sure because they made a point to show us like, um, harmony being under fire from the board. I'm pretty sure there's a policy that says nothing from the outside is supposed to be brought in for this specific purpose. Because, um, Milichick was checking the book for clues or messages, but like you said, his brother-in-law is totally the type of person that would say, um, you know, to Mark, get better. Sorry about your loss. So when Mark stumbles across this this book that's surely going to be left in, like, the break room or something, he's going to be like, what the hell? Also, what I think is going to happen is um after... I know after I just said, I don't want to hypothesize, but this, this is an easy <laughs> one. But I think somehow mark is going to remember the map on the outside and he's going to remember the map on the inside because now he has the full map on the inside and the partial map is on the outside remember pd left the map Mm.
1: so maybe that's yeah that's that makes sense because you if you have two things existing in both places Uh uh-huh that can be a problem right and not i mean i don't think she matters um What's, what's her name a harmony that's also odd to me because they are allowed to interact and i know she's not severed but still you would think that they wouldn't want them together and i'm starting to think this whole housing thing is also a ruse because where does where do everybody else live
0: so it's to me it's almost like having a chaperone
1: yeah hey and speaking of chaperones did you notice she stole his candle
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if she's lightweight obsessed with him or she's a klepto or she's just getting sloppy because that could be another thing that's a problem because what if she takes that candle to work and he sees that too?
0: Well, here's my read on it because and by the way, um, you've heard, if you've listened to this show, the I think we're approaching like hundred something episodes now, but you've heard my spill my exposition. Um, there's a very important scene towards the end where Mark um makes up the couch and he puts the boxes back on the couch. When Harmony enters um the apartment before this, she sees a stack of boxes not on the couch and the sheet covering the couch like pulled back. So now she's like, hmm. What's going on here? And then she sees a burnt candle. Why is there a reason for that candle to be, you know, burning down here? So mm-hmm. now she's suspicious. So mm-hmm. like I said, it's just these little moments that, you know, kind of build the anticipation without like giving you anything right now. So yeah, she took that candle because I feel like she's curious about it because like I said, like I'm pretty sure she knows Mark Mark's house inside and out. So the fact that Right under her nose, like there's some reason why he he went through these boxes, is something about that candle, and, and additionally, is some reason why those boxes were removed from the couch. Now she's curious about that.
1: Mm-hmm. She's also pretty nosy and she's always feeding yeah. him some weird cookies or something. Um, two things I also want to talk about, make sure we get in. All right, let's talk about the break room a little bit. We mentioned it. But when they go into the break room, it's because they've done something that the company doesn't like, usually something Mm -hmm. bad, and they have to recite this demeaning um, line of whatever. It's a paragraph, and it doesn't seem that harmful, but the end is really what drives it home, because it's it's pretty much saying, I'm sorry for what I did, blah, 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 I can only be sorry And And sorry is all that I am. And I'm like,
0: you you know, you know, the the wild part to me is like, um, when they say, um, I was caught by your wise in hand, because it's like, it's like, they're saying, I'm glad that you caught me and not somebody else. That too. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah. So that whole thing it's um, because when Milichek is, is asking her to recite it over and over again, he, he wants her to, you know, really take that in and, and, like, listen to what she's saying out loud. So, so yeah, it's almost like a warning to yourself.
1: And you have to think, too, because a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't care about Like, that's, that's nothing. I can read this all day. I know who I am. And if you have me reading this thing that says I'm sorry and that's all that I am, that's not going to affect me. But it will. Psychological warfare is a serious thing. And you have to remember these people don't go anywhere. So they're stuck at work and this is the punishment. After a while, you have to get to a point where you're like, I don't wanna go back in it. Like, I'm just not gonna mm-hmm. keep doing this. And positive and negative, well, positive affirmations have proven to work. So does negative, so do negative words. Like we know this. So if somebody's constantly telling you, or you, I wanna say somebody, you're constantly telling yourself, I am sorry and that is all that I am there's going to be a point where you start to believe it because Mm -hmm. where else are you hearing anything else about yourself? You have nowhere else to go. You don't. And then, um, the other place that is interesting is wellness. Okay. So, I'm. my guess is, uh, John, what's his, what's his character's name? John. Okay. So Irving got in trouble for nodding because the company narc, um, Because that's definitely what he is, Dylan. The company Narc was like, you got in trouble for nodding. You know, star student. Made sure that we knew that. So, he was definitely sleeping and he was having a nightmare when he saw that Mm. stuff dripping down, right? Mm. Was that blood? It looked black, Or do you think it was just like ink or or a blob or something? I I don't know because it looked black. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Again, I think he's a serial killer. But anyway... (laughs) He's going through whatever else, and they're kind of making it a point to let us know that it seems it seems like he's been there the longest. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah, like he's been there the longest
0: out of this crew. He's been there the longest, yeah,
1: yeah, and he's also older than them. Like they want us to know he's he's el- borderline elderly, if not elderly, and he's been there the longest. So him nodding off is kind of a a shot to him just being old. I think it's just because he's up doing some weird shit. He's out. He's doing some stuff. But anyway, he goes to wellness. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to wellness. And I thought wellness was going to be regular wellness check. We're going to mm-hmm. check your levels. We're going to check your blood pressure. We're going to make sure that you're OK. We're going to get you a counselor or a therapist. If you need to just talk just to kind of get you. settled, right. Maybe get you a pill or something, if that's what you need to, to settle yourself out, whatever, take a nap. Who knows? That is not what wellness is. Wellness is um, a a woman reading him positive characteristics and traits and things about himself that he is not allowed to react to.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And if he does react, he has to have the same reaction to everything. And it's this weird stuff like you are kind. you You care about people. You walk dogs for the elderly in the afternoon you're exceptional at love and love making and he was like <laughs> she's like, like please yeah. do not get excited you know that's 10 points when you lose all of your points the wellness uh, session will be over and I'm like well how many see, points do I have
0: see this is the part where I wish that well I'm pretty sure you've seen I know you don't care for it but on um, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 um when the replicants when when humans are um when the replicants basically start filming themselves and start to like think they're human and show emotion and break outside of their code um they have to have something done that's called a borderline test and you know someone is repeating these words to make sure that you're still borderline and to me That's kind of similar to what is happening because this, this is my read on the scene. She was feeding him stuff about what his Audi would do. You're not supposed to respond to it because you're not supposed to think too much about what you do on the outside, but at the same time like they they want you to like know like you have an outside life but don't dwell too much on it so when he nodded off at work and he had this nightmare then obviously he did something that he wasn't supposed to do like something came to him that that's that could also be the reason why they don't want you sleeping at work because when we sleep of course the subconscious takes over and we start to dream or have nightmares so Mm -hmm. he clearly had nightmares about something that occurred at work which is why he had to go through Basically, this basically this borderline test.
1: It makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Because again, I said I thought that it would give you something to level you out. And that's that makes sense, Ronnie, because it is leveling them, just mm-hmm. not in the way that I was what that I would want them to. But that's definitely what it is. It's still leveling. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's probably exactly what it is. I, I, I agree with that. Um, last thing I wanted to mention. There are two. Parts of this, there are two groups we see there is their department, which is the scary numbers, and then there's Christopher Walken's group, which is whatever it is
0: optics and development. Yeah, and
1: development, and obviously, they got beef in that department. I don't know if they all have beef or (laughs) if it's just Dylan, but Dylan got beef for sure, and he says it's because their department tried to stage a coup or something at mm-hmm. one point and so now they just keep them isolated from everybody else and that's why it's just two of them. And I'm like Dylan, I have a bridge that I would yeah. like to sell you San Francisco
0: I have a lake for, for in Iowa for you
1: I have one in Minnesota a lake, a nice lake that you have to dip yourself in to purify Minnetonka And I want to sell it to you because he's just he's very is he's so gullible and. I can't be mad at him because, again, I think he's just been there so long that he's just succumbed to whatever it is that they say.
0: But, yeah, but, you know, it's also weird, like, I'm pretty sure everything Christopher Walken's character did wasn't protocol. Oh,
1: no, I don't think he's I think he's. I don't think he's one of them. And I could be wrong. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't think he's severed. I think he's just one yeah, of the other and that's people. That's what I'm saying. There, there's, yeah. there's
0: there's there's no there's no way he he's there's no way he can be severed because Yeah, he's no
1: gotta be to like uh Harmony, right? Yeah, Harmony and uh what Willachick what is that Milichick. Milichick.
0: I'm not I'm not gonna keep responding <laughs> to this too. Like
1: say it one more time. You, if,
0: look, if you do not want to do the homework before you come to these episodes. No, seriously, it's Millichick. I am it's sorry
1: Milichick. if that is all that I am. Millichick? Yes. Millichick. I don't think he's severed. Harmony's not severed. Christopher's not severed. So far, the people that we've met, I think it's those four, and that's it. Mm. Now, there may be more, because there, there truly may be another department, because from what they're saying... departments. Yeah, from what they're saying in the town there are plenty of several people. It's not a secret. It's not something that's hidden from everybody, but we've only met four. Now, if there are multiple seasons, you know, maybe that's what it is. We'll just meet different people in different seasons. But I think for now, these four are enough Mm -hmm. for us. Um, Do you know how many episodes there are?
0: Not enough. Uh, That's all I know.
1: This (laughs) season?
0: Yeah. I'm going to guess it's a, 10 episode season.
1: Are you happy that it is um once a week or would you rather binge it?
0: See, I feel like you will lose something if you binge this. This is one that you kind of need to like nibble on, like if you know, between you know, between like Friday and and the the following Friday. Mm -hmm. Like you you need to you need to think on it for a while. So so yeah, um I, I think and I know a lot of people don't think it doesn't matter that just like, I would give it all to me at once, but no, I think this is really a show that would lose something if you had it all at once. You need to think on it and reflect. You need to like take your time watching it. So yeah, the the weekly model really works with this show,
1: and you can watch it more than once because you'll that pick too. up you'll pick up something that you that you left the last time, and um um it looks like it's nine episodes, so you're right, it's not enough. It's not, not not enough. It's not enough. But um, if I'm not mistaken, have they already decided on the second season or is that wishful thinking? See,
0: I don't know because even though they haven't explicitly said it, like I I don't know if this is meant to be like a like a contained story or like a series series because because yeah, oh. while I'm enjoying this show, like
1: how far can it go how far can it go yeah yeah i'm i am okay so i honestly think they can definitely tell more than one season because they can build a foundation for sure with one season and then just give us everything in the second give us what we need in the second one but they can also tell a complete story with one season Mm. i don't know if they can do it in nine episodes though or maybe they can't i don't know i i, like I watch tv because, i don't write
0: it because to me this feels like and this is like the the, the newest trend where you're watching this show and you're like okay i, I know this is meant to be a feature film and you know feature films get cut down to like two two and a half hours but this is basically all the stuff that the writer or director would like leave in there to make it like a instead of like a two hour movie like a nine ten episodes show so to me this kind of does have like a very movie feel to it like you can tell that it will work as as a movie like if they release this as a movie it will work but it's also one of those premises that kind of like backs itself into a corner so Mm -hmm. i don't know how much more we can get out of this but then again hey i thought that after the good play season one and and you know
1: <laughs> you like seriously you're in my brain because i said the same i was thinking the exact same thing i said the same the exact same thing the good place I'm like how many times can they do this and they did they and did they i mean they, they found a way repeatedly. to reinvent yes. it and they did and this could do the same things that the good place did it can like almost the exact same things um yeah i I hope it doesn't only because I've seen that particularly, but I still don't think it would be the same story because a lot of stories have a similar premise and they're still different, mm-hmm. you know, different meat, I guess, but I'm so excited about it. And now that you mentioned it just totally could have been a movie for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It it, it could have, I'm not sure if we still would have gotten the, I know we wouldn't have gotten a nuance and that's important. Like seriously, her going back and forth through that door and then showing us the other side, that was just beautiful. And it was just so simple because it's almost like, you know, it could have been something that we just didn't see. But the fact that they showed it to us was dope. And then
0: yeah.
1: I, just, I just really like how she really doesn't want to be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like she doesn't. And I know they can separate your mind, but like, I guess you get into a, I guess a slippery slope, as they say, because it starts to get religious or theological or whatever else. But what about your soul? Like, what part of your soul goes to work? What part of your soul see, stays see, at home?
0: There, there's, there's something I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on to that. I want to see where it goes. But okay, it almost, you know, Lumen almost has like this purgatory type quality of it does. It does
1: because.
0: Like, it's, it's where do almost you die? like. It, it is it's almost like. So, it is examining how, like, you know, basically our generation is like never going to retire, like we're going to die of work. But at the same time, it's almost like tongue and cheek, very sarcastically making fun of the phrase, like, oh, work was hell today.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, and how much people want to be in the office instead of working from home. Yeah. Because in this situation, there is no work from home, clearly. Like, there's there is there's, there's, there's no, no such thing. So, yeah, I'm... I don't know. I just... I wonder if there's going to be a situation where Lumen is behind... I guess that wouldn't make sense. But I guess it could. Like, what if Lumen is the reason why his wife is dead? What if Lumen is the reason something happened to Pete's daughter? What if Lumen is the reason that everybody else is in there too? Like, not only are they saying you should do this thing and be severed, they're actively seeking out these people and making their outside life miserable so that they'll want to be in here. Because again, Haley's like, there's nothing about her any that makes me think that her outside person would be like, oh yeah, this is nothing. Unless, like I said, she didn't read the fine print and she just thought, oh shit, I get to party all the time. Let's do it. Like I don't have to go to work, but I work. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm thinking she just didn't grasp the whole concept. Cause she didn't even know what she was gonna be doing, like at all. All right. None of it. So yeah. I'm excited. I love it so much.
0: So yeah, I think that's where we'll end here. And I think, as you can tell, we're in agreement that this show is pretty damn good. So if you're watching it, let us know what you think. Um, If you listen to this without watching it, then I hope you're a person that isn't bothered. But uh, bullish, but whatever. Um, but yeah, just let us know what you think. Uh, we'll be here every week to recap the remainder of this show. But yeah, um, D, any closer thoughts?
1: No, please let us know if you're watching though, because I want y'all to watch. And I think the the bad thing about this is because it's Apple Plus. We've talked about this before. Yeah. There are a lot of shows that slip through the cracks because of everybody on these different streaming services. And no shade to Apple Plus, but outside of Ted does anybody have it other than it's free with something or they get it for a certain amount of time? But I hope that enough people see the promo for this and say, oh, let me give it a shot. And they watch.
0: Yeah, I guess my closing thing is um and I, I said this in the um in the post I created that Ted Lasso is is a hit, but for some reason, we tend to rank comedies—I mean, excuse me—dramas higher than comedies. Mm-hmm. Severus truly feels like Apple TV's flagship show in a way where nobody knew what AMC was. Like it wasn't—it wasn't a known commodity prior to Breaking Bad and Mad Men. Similar to, like. You know, FX just being FX until like it picked up like the shield and justified. Like this feels like Apple TV is like flagship show. And I don't think they've released any numbers yet, but I think they are very happy with like the performance so far. So yeah. Um I'll say all that to say I know we're in this um, you know, streaming era and because you've heard me say plenty of times, like, yeah, I'm not getting the peacock a paramount plus. If you if this is a barrier for you, like no, this show is worth like the cost of like Apple TV. It's like four ninety nine. Yeah, four ninety nine a month. Um, mm-hmm. or as I just discovered after signing up for Apple TV again. If you have a PlayStation 5, you could sign up for six months free on Apple TV. I wish I would have known that. So we get it. I, <laughs> I do not care. Do not care. I'm sorry, but no. Um, it is. It is. It is definitely worth. Like, is is worth the call. So yeah, please do it. Please watch the show. But yeah. Um, that's all we have for this week. Shout out to
1: Adam Scott for being on a good place and Severance.
0: Yeah. Shout out to um, Mark Scott for just trying to make it. You know, one day at a time. But yeah, one day at a time. Until next one day. Peace. Peace.